Welcome back to another episode of University Overwhelm. I am Sophia Payne. And I'm Scott Busby. And we work at Liberty University in the Office of Community Life. On this podcast, we will equip and inspire you to thrive in college, meet your goals, and understand your God-given purpose. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Today, I think what we want to do is just spend a little bit of time talking about some of the programs that we offer as an office, um, as the Office of Community Life here at Liberty. Uh, we've had a really awesome year uh, just in, in interacting with students, uh, getting to know the, the ones that have attended some of our programs, uh, getting to hear a little bit from them about you know, how some of these programs have helped them. And we thought it would be good to just, to just spend a little bit of time sharing a little bit about that. Um, so we'll talk about four different programs that we offer. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll do, you know, maybe at some point we'll do deep dives on some of these. But uh, for now, we'll just kind of hit them high level. Uh, the first one that we'll, well talk sorry, about. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. One thing I will say is sometimes as a student, you can hear programs and you're like, boring, you know, and like check out. (laughs) But basically this is, you've seen these on the TVs around Liberty's campus. You're recognizing some of the like, you know, well, well, some of the titles, but you didn't really know if you should go. You didn't know what it was. Um, So just take a second, listen to what we have to share and see um, which ones apply best to you and and which ones are, you know, kind of worth your time to come to. Um, so, so definitely tune in cause these are like, I love talking about these to our students and sharing like why I think they should go. Um, so these are definitely things to tune into if you're a listener. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, you know, if it's easier for you, you can kind of just think of them as events or as workshops, workshops, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, the first one we'll talk about is called boundaries in life. Um, And I'll I'll give a brief description of it, and then I'll kind of throw it over to Sophie to talk a little bit more about, because this is actually a program currently that we only offer to women on our campus. Um, It's a six-week workshop series, um, you know, essentially that covers the the, the concept of boundaries. It's a psychological concept, but it has uh, good application um, in many areas of life within, you know, relationships, not just romantic ones, but friendships, family, those kinds of things as well. You know, it's a concept that can really lend some structure to your own, uh, personal life in terms of goal setting, in terms of, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to structure my week to get X done or Y done, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, the source material for the, for the workshop series is the book boundaries by Henry cloud and John Townsend. Um, and so it, I don't think it's required necessarily that students read the book, you no, know, as part not. of their participation. Mm-hmm. It helps for sure, but yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not the most vital thing because the, um, presentation, the like 15 minute presentation that happens at the beginning of each, each session clues you into, um, the kind of important parts of the reading. Right. And then for the most part, it's discussion based. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each session is what an hour long. Um, I'm trying to think. Yes, it's an hour long uh, and we stick to it really well. So that's something that I appreciate. Uh, and I know as a college student, you could appreciate, but um, we do one a semester and it's a six week stint that we ask students to commit to, um, to coming each week. And, and that is simply because we are limited on how many can register and we have more that will register than we are able to accept. And so if you miss, you are kind of 
keeping another student from being able to, you know, benefit from it. Um, but something that I thought was interesting was I assumed when people see boundaries, they kind of will naturally go, oh, that's for like a romantic relationship. And it is, um, that is important. <laughs> but the two things that were talked about heavily, <laughs> um, and, and all of us facilitators kind of noted the same theme, which was boundary with a parent. Mm. Um, and it simply was my parent calls and I talk to them for hours, but I just don't have the time, but I don't know how to tell them, mm. them who are paying for my schooling. <laughs> hey, I can't talk to you right now, you know, yes. and how to do that with like respect and, you know, um, I don't know, just like kindness. Yeah. Um, and, and also to be heard, you know, the parent is looking at their child going, how dare you tell me that we can't talk? Yeah. Um, and so that was a conversation that was had regularly, but also boundaries with yourself and just saying like, why is it that, um, you know, I can, I can recognize that that's an unhealthy relationship. So I'm not going to have that in my life. But when it comes to me going to bed at a certain time, when it comes to me eating well, when it comes to, um, you know, how much time I'm spending on social media or on my phone, I don't really have good boundaries or self-discipline. So mm. those were kind of the two themes that we noted um, were talked about a lot. And it was great because everybody would learn from each other, you know, in that right. in that dialogue. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear. I hadn't heard that, um, that those were sort of the two, uh-huh. uh, you know, topics that were often discussed within the boundaries uh, series this semester. Um, makes perfect sense, though, because, you know, in college, you're sort of you're sort of renegotiating the boundaries that exist between yourself and your parents uh, to some degree. And so you're learning, you're doing the wrong thing, you're doing the yeah, right thing, you're figuring it out. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And parents are probably doing some of the right and some of the wrong things yes. as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's super interesting. Um, you know, because I, I do, I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people do kind of gravitate towards, oh, boundaries, that's uh that's how to have good boundaries in a dating relationship or in a marriage or, or whatever. And certainly there's application for that. But, uh, man, you can, you can take that concept of boundaries and, and stretch it a, a million different directions. Um, so that's good. Um, so discussion, heavy discussion based, an hour long, six weeks. Uh, typically at the beginning of each semester is when we, when we host boundaries. Within a month for sure. Within mm-hmm. a month of the semester starting. Um, we do ask students to commit, you know, again, as Sophie said, uh, if, if you take a seat, that's somebody else who doesn't get a seat. Um, and so if you're, if you're a little wishy-washy, you know, uh, maybe sit it out, uh, talk to a friend who goes, see if it's for you and then, you know, sign up to go the next semester or something like that. <coughs> but there's also, um, I'll just mention real quick, there's also um, an opportunity to earn CSER uh, mm-hmm. through Boundaries. If you've gone through the program as a participant in the past, uh, we do provide opportunity for uh, for those students to sit in as discussion facilitators mm-hmm. um, on the series, uh, in subsequent series. Mm-hmm. So if you've attended as a participant, that's an option for you uh, and a good way to earn some CSER. And so it's just cool. It's cool to be like a peer and you're not really advising anything. You're just facilitating conversation, asking the questions and, you know, kind of doing the like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, what, what, what are you thinking you're going to try for that? Like, it's just very basic questions. So yep. really simple. But yeah, what's the next program, Scott? So we'll talk about life and godliness now and I'll hand it over to you, yes. Sophie, so you can kind of just uh, pick my brain on that one. Yeah. So there are <laughs> six topics um, shared there. Um, actually, can you share why it's called life and godliness? I liked what you shared recently 
Are you prepared yeah. or do I need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Give me just a second. There's a verse um, there that a Scott verse. specifically pulled the phrase, and it's life and then the plus sign, godliness. So life and godliness. Yep. Um, so uh, it's Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness mm-hmm. through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and mm-hmm. excellence. So essentially the idea being there that, that God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, mm-hmm. through his word. Um, meaning that for, and the sort of the, 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 ta- the subtitle of life and godliness is confronting cultural norms with biblical truths. Yeah. So I think well, that's a good way to put it because sometimes I say the controversial stuff, but I think cultural norms. Is yeah, cultural norms. You know, not everything is controversial that we discuss in there. Uh, you know, I, the way I often describe it to students is that what we do with life and godliness is try very intentionally to select topics that have cultural baggage um, or mm. cultural misconceptions. Um, and so our topic lists... Or like are hard to talk about. You don't really yep. know what your stance is. You're hearing a bunch of different stances. You're hearing, you know, even kind of cancel culture like, oh, if you think it, of it this way, so then you're like, oh, well, I'll have to avoid that mindset. And, right. Um, so what are these are one-offs, right? Like you can yep. go to just one. They're one-hour sessions or two-hour sessions? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Um, and, you know, we obviously will advertise like when a specific topic is happening. But there are six topics here. So um, I'm just going to ask Scott about each one and he can kind of ex- explain them. So the first one is sexual integrity. Yeah. So um, sexual integrity was the topic that we kicked the year off with. Um, and we actually did uh, – a version of this in the spring of 21 is, or of 22 as well. Uh, and so sexual integrity is exactly what it sounds like. Um, but I think when a lot of students hear that topic, what they assume they're going to receive is just a list of do, do's and don'ts. Um, we're really trying to steer clear of that. Um, we do provide some practical wisdom, uh, you know, to guide your thinking on this topic, but um but that's not the primary thrust of it. We're not just trying to tell you – we're not trying to give you a bunch of rules to follow. Right. Um, it's kind of worldview. It's very like yes. what it – how do you develop your stance, um, your worldview on it, mm-hmm. and how do you apply that to right. then right. a relationship with somebody or whatever? That's right. So Essence Lewis and I um, – Essence is also an associate director in the Office of Community Life. Um, she and I have, have taught this one together a couple times now. And um, our uh, our approach is essentially to – so at the beginning of each of these, one of the things that all of these topics have in common is that we always begin by identifying some, some misconceptions or some lies that exist either out in the sort of secular culture um, or even that have kind of permeated into the church mm-hmm. to some degree. Uh, and so – and that have taken root within the church. Uh, and so – we uh, we sprinkle a few of those out over a few slides. We engage with students. We get them thinking about, you know, what is the lie within the statement? Um, and so we begin uh, each session that way. But with sexual integrity, obviously, those misconceptions are directly tied to that topic. From there, you know, we're talking about God's design for marriage, for sex, mm-hmm. um, all of those kinds of things. God's good design, not just, you know, that it's something to be avoided. It's something right. that's, that's you know, uh, somehow dark or sinful or, you know, inherently immoral. Um, that's really not what we see from God's Word, obviously, uh, any any of God's good gifts can be misused. 
Um, so we talk through that. We try to we try to demonstrate for the students who are there, like, okay, you know, our sexuality is a a good gift that yeah. God has given. Uh, how has He instructed us to steward that in His Word? I think that's good. I think the pendulum yeah. swings sometimes from you know it's evil until it's you know, holy right. or, um, you know, well, God made it. So, you know, right. so it's, it's always great. Um, okay. So moving on, we have the second topic, which is power and authority. So what is that one covering? Yeah. Well, real quick, let me just say about sexual oh, yeah, integrity as mm-hmm. well. Um, that one does tend to be the, the, one of the highest attended ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I it totally makes sense to me. I understand that. One thing I will say um, is that we do directly address the question of how far is too far mm. um, in dating relationships, you know, in terms of sexual boundaries before marriage. Um, if that's a question that you've that's always been a head scratcher for you, um, I'd encourage you to come. Um, I think the answer that we have landed on to that question, I, I feel really good about, um, and uh, we rely on some some other outside sources for that as well. So um, if that's something that you've always kind of wondered about, Sexual integrity would be good for you to, to attend. As, as far as power and authority goes, power and authority is um, a, a topic that gets a lot of play out in the culture. Uh, some, of, by the way, some of these uh, titles are going to change as we head into next year because I'm trying. I'm trying to write sort of catchier titles uh, for these, so you may not see these uh, replicated directly um, next year. But um, we'll do something with this with this concept. Um, you know. Uh, I think honestly, we have just an aversion to authority in our culture that um, really has no place, biblically speaking. Um, we sort of have this um, take on power and authority that power is somehow inherently uh, evil, um, and that that people who hold power um, must do so in every case for uh, sinful purposes for unjust gain for something like that. Um, and that, you know, and that, that power is to be inherently mistrusted. Mm. Um, now what I don't want to say is that there's no basis for that. Like, I think there's plenty, there's plenty of basis, uh, to be suspicious. It's the life and godliness. It's the, like, how do we do this in a biblical godly manner? Right. Um, and how do we view biblical and godly power and authority well, and in a healthy way. Yeah, I mean, how do we how do how do we approach earthly power and authority shrewdly, um, <clears throat> wisely, with <clears throat> um, both feet on the ground? You know, not in this sort of like um, as we want things to be, sort of um, you know, rainbows and butterflies version of power and authority. But at the same time, how do we honor the power and you know? those that are in power, those that are in authority in our lives, yeah. um, giving them the benefit of the doubt, particularly within the church, yep. um, particularly if they're uh, fellow believers, yep. you know, those kinds of things. So power and authority um, has a lot of application for, I would say, the way that we engage um, with at a societal level, but then we break it down as well to, you know, okay, what does this mean for me as an individual, as a college student now, who am mm-hmm. I accountable to, how am I, who, who, you know, who has authority over me, um, in what cases am I uh, allowed biblically to disobey authority? Mm-hmm. That's a question that we tackle in that session. Um, but also, you know, what should our, 
you know, where does authority come from? Um, yeah, I was going to say, I really like it too because sometimes we we can have a skewed view of God. Right. Because there is like need for discipline. Yeah. Um, and there is that dynamic of he is God and he is He is in authority over me, you know, and, and I am choosing to like submit to that. Um, so having a healthy view of healthy power and authority can even go so far as to benefit your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, Romans 13, we see that no, there, there is no authority that has not uh, been instituted by God. Right. So um, that's sort of the guiding ethic of that, of that conversation. Right. All right. So next topic is social media. Okay. So social media, um, by the way, power and authority, um, I co-facilitated with a staff member on our campus, uh, Brandon Reed, this semester. He works over in the School of Divinity. And then for social media, uh, Hannah Underhill, who used to be an associate director in student life that managed a lot of the social media accounts over there, um, she has now shifted over to um, – her title is director of development. Um, and so she does something else now, but she co-facilitated the social media session uh, with me this year. And so um, – so that's another thing to just say about each of these sessions is that, you know, you're not going to just hear from me over and over and over again. You're going to hear from different voices around campus um, that have some kind of uh, involvement with the topic that, that, we're, that we're addressing. So social media, I really like the, the take that we took on social media. Um, essentially, we addressed it as, you know, an expression of worship. Um, and so social media is uh, – an outlet just like anything else uh, for true or false worship. Um, we can use it to God's glory. Uh, we can use it uh, to facilitate our idolatry. Um, we can, um, and I would say social media is maybe particularly nefarious in the sense that it can, uh, it can sort of uh, shape in its power to shape us. Um, you know, and so, uh, the social media session was really good. I I'm really looking forward to doing that one again, uh, if next you, year. But... If you listen to our second episode, um, on this podcast, social media impact, a lot of the content was pulled from that session, but it did not even come close to covering everything right. that you guys discussed. And also there's always, always, always such a good, um, dynamic when you have kind of that group discussion and you For know sure. where you're you're sorting through some things so did you want to say anything more about social media no i mean that's the take that that's the uh, the way we approach the topic is yep. is as an expression of worship and so if that's of, of interest to you uh definitely attend that one next year um all right next redeeming the hard conversations redeeming the hard conversations co-facilitated that one with ryan white who uh works as um one of the licensed professional counselors in counseling and psychological services it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's it's uh, it's hard conversations, which you know stereotypically you would think of like c conflict, and that is predominantly what we have in view there. Um, but you might extrapolate that out just a little bit to you know other types of difficult conversations as well. Uh, but really, what we do there is we just address that topic head on. You know, what does the Bible what does the Bible command of us in terms of uh, in terms of conflict with other believers? Mm -hmm. um, and we, right off the bat in that session, we say, you know, essentially the Bible doesn't permit us to have like open, unresolved uh, conflicts with other Christians. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, there's there's plenty of examples in the New Testament to say that, you know, conflict between believers ought to be handled not just in a particular way to a particular end, which would be restoration of relationship, uh, redemption uh, in terms of fellowship with God, um, but also there's a um, there's an urgency uh, to this. You know, division within the body is important to God, uh, and so um, we ought to be doing this. We ought we ought to make resolving conflict a priority um, in our personal lives, mm. and so. Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good conversation. Um, I think for for many people, there's some discomfort with the topic, and so um, really just trying to help and, and provide some some biblical worldview formation on that topic. Um, that's you know very much grounded in the truth of God's word. Yeah. All right. Next uh, topic: honoring Christ from engagement to marriage. Yeah. So, essence, Lewis and I. This is sort of a natural evolution of the sexual integrity topic, mm-hmm. um, but um, but does deviate in some important ways. What we really have in mind here is um, stewarding engagement to the glory of God. So hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that, uh, is engagement just a time to plan a wedding um, or is there more that we should be preparing for? And essentially our our uh, the way we frame that up is that if it's true that marriage is meant to be a depiction of the gospel, we see that in Ephesians 5, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Um, wives submit to your husbands as the church submits to Christ. Um, so we see a living portrait of the gospel on display in marriage. Uh, if that's the reality of the situation, then we should take every opportunity with an engagement to prepare to depict that faithfully. Uh, and so we talk about, you know, everything from uh, boundaries within, sexual boundaries within the, the period of engagement, all the way to, um, you know, premarital counseling. Should you do it? Should you not do it? What does that look like? Um, you so, know, So like practical and kind of philosophical. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, we, we would love to see more engaged couples uh, come. We had a, a couple uh, come this, this time, but uh, we'd love to see a lot of engaged couples. It's in the spring. We plan to keep it in the spring. Ring by springers, so, you know, yeah. yeah, it's sort of the opportune time. Uh, <laughs> I do like that. It doesn't mean um, only engaged couples are invited. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, you know, I didn't think I was a planner when I was younger, but I do realize that I like kind of thinking ahead to, okay, if that were to happen, can I just be like firmly rooted in what I want it to look like as opposed to a couple of months into it, I'm going, wait, how do I want this to look? So um, even yeah. if you're just in a serious relationship or if you're single as a Pringle, like totally fine. You can attend. For sure. Um, all right. Finally, we have embracing God and your suffering. So we actually just did this one a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was at the beginning of last week. Um so co-facilitated this one with um, two of the associate directors on the care and support uh, team, Rodney Wilkerson and Jonathan Ignacio. Um, this one, you know, this topic was taken and developed in direct response to um, a conversation that my supervisor and I had with a group of RAs from the fall. Mm. Um we were asking them questions about, you know, how is it that students respond to experiences of hardship? Um, and the way they answered that question sort of clued us into the fact that 
even on a campus like ours, students really struggle to know what is happening to me, you know, whenever I suffer. Uh, if I'm a believer, does this mean that God is somehow punishing me? Yeah. Uh, has God abandoned me? Um, or, you know, I've done all the right things. God owes me something, you know, um, all of which are... This is not what I signed up for. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of which are possible distortions of the truth. Yeah. Uh, some some are outright distortions of the truth. Um, others are possible distortions. So <clears throat> we thought it would be important and good. And, and we, we understand we're not aloof to the fact that, you know, uh, particularly the mental health challenges have gotten... Uh, pretty significant on college campuses over the past 10 years or so. Uh, we we want to do everything we can to help students. Um, yeah. And so what we really want to do with suffering, with the, with this topic, is to help equip and prepare students to understand, okay, when I suffer, what is going on? Um, how does this, how does this compute with what I find in the pages of scripture? What, what is God doing with suffering? Um, Maybe not necessarily. We we don't. We're very careful to not answer or address the question of like, why specifically me in this suffering? You know, what is God doing? Why is He doing this to me specifically, or maybe allowing this to happen to me? Um, the truth is, we probably this side of heaven will not ever know the answer yeah. to that question. Yeah. Um, not not with any degree of specificity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what we can know. Uh, is that um, what we can know is is what God is doing in suffering. And so we can find that in the pages of Scripture in many different places. We look at, you know, J- the story of Joseph from Genesis. Uh, in Genesis 50, Joseph says, you know, talking to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good, that many would be kept alive as it is to this day. Um, you know, we look at Romans 8, 28, um, you know, God is working all things together for the good of those who love him. You know, so we can know to some degree what God is doing with our suffering, how he's redeeming it for his purposes. Um, but we don't always know the answer to the why. So we're very careful to steer clear of that. But I like the word equip. Yeah. We're equipping because unfortunately we know that suffering is going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. this side of heaven. And it's less like how to avoid it um, and and also less like, how to just have complete joy, you know, in it. But it, I love the title "Embracing God in Your Suffering" because um, it's kind of that He hasn't abandoned you, you yeah. know, and so embrace Him while you go through it. Yeah, you know, equi- equip you on how to do that, that kind of thing. And I'd also say it's just a, it's sort of a crash course in lament. Um, you know, lamentation is not there. There does seem to be a sort of a common misconception about suffering in in Western Christianity and maybe particularly American Christianity, that Christians are called to uh, just slap a smile on their face and be happy people all the time. When the truth is, if you look in, especially in the Old Testament, we have whole books called things like Lamentations, a third of the Psalms are Psalms of Lament. Uh, Lament is an important sort of muscle to flex in the Christian life. Um, It's not not something that we are uh, forbidden from doing. And so we give a little crash course in that and also how to support others who are suffering. Uh, and so that's that's embracing God in your suffering. Six topics. Those are the ones we did this year. Um, there's one topic that we do have developed that we didn't do this year on alcohol. I won't say a lot about that one, but essentially biblical worldview formation on that topic. Um, and then I plan to, to create one more 
this mm. summer, probably on the topic of human flourishing. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm like looking at the time that we have. <laughs> so let's talk about Thrive, and then you can kind of talk about mentoring into the Thrive coaching. Yeah. Um, kind of in the same thing. So what is Thrive, and why should a student attend it? Yeah, so at least for this year, Thrive was another workshop series we did at the beginning of this semester in February um, on three consecutive weeks. Three different topics, but Thrive, um, really what we're trying to do with Thrive is to equip students uh, for resilience and for for thriving. Um, And so we understand that college is difficult, college is hard, um, but what the research says is that you know, the things that we need to be resilient, uh, to, to thrive, even when things are, are hard, all of those things are, are things that can be learned. In other words, they're skills. So um, what we're trying to do is essentially to teach students those skills. So this spring, we did three topics. One was planning ahead for tough times. The second was handling hard conversations. And the third was making space for healthy habits. So in each case, we're trying to do is help students plan ahead for, okay, if I'm going through X or Y hard situation, here are the things that I'll do. Um, here are the strategies I'll implement. Here are the people I'll go to for support. Um, here, are thing, here are things that have worked in the past in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, you know, coping, those kinds of things. Here, here are pieces of wisdom that I've relied on uh, in the past and that I want to rely on again in the future. Um, so that's planning ahead for tough times. I think often hard things just kind of happen to us and we almost feel like we're passive, like participants, you know, like there's really nothing I can do here. I'm, it, things are just happening to me. Um, but we're trying to equip students to, to plan ahead for that. Yep. Handling hard conversations. Uh, again, just some more sort of uh, skills based, you know, here's how to have one of those conversations. We use crucial conversations uh, quite a bit in that. Session And then the last one, Making Space for Healthy Habits. Uh, the sort of main resource for that session is The Common Rule by Justin Early. Um, so thinking about of our lives in a liturgical sort of, sort of sense, making space for rhythms that promote wellness mm. um, and flourishing in terms of our spirituality, our faith, but also just the practical elements of our life as well. And then to talk about mentoring real quickly – Um, The Office of Community Life has had for the past couple of years a mentoring program that's been pretty open-ended. Over this summer, uh, we are hopefully going to be transitioning that mentoring program into a program that we call Thrive Coaching Mm -hmm. that fits under the Thrive umbrella. Um, So you can think of it more as uh, probably more along the lines of like life coaching uh, rather than mentoring. And so... That's in the works for the summer, but essentially what we'd be looking to do there, again, is through one-on-one coaching type of conversations to equip students with skills for resilience and thriving. Uh, And so that's hopefully coming uh, fall 2023, uh, but that's the last program that I'll talk about. Well, basically, folks, we want you as a Liberty University student to not just barely get by, not just army crawl into graduation, um, but instead we really want you guys to thrive. Uh, we want you to be able to handle whatever life is throwing at you, um, to love the Lord fiercely, 
uh, to have a really firm foundation. And this podcast is a part of that. Um, Scott is the one who develops these programs and works pretty hard. And yes, he works with others as they, as he develops them. But, um, you know, when we are picking our topics, even for the podcast, like we're pulling from some of these, um, you know, you're going to see crossovers, like (laughs) some of these topics in life and godliness, for instance, like we're talking about on the podcast, but, um, the heart behind it is we want you to do well here as a university student and beyond. We want to train champions for Christ, um, which is the mission statement of the university as a whole. Um, and we take that to heart. So if any of those sounded interesting to you, you can simply send an email to communitylife@liberty.edu. We talk about that in our uh, at the end of this episode. But um, and this specifically, if you have any questions regarding any of the things that we talked about, in any of the topics, you can just reach out, reach out, and we'll you know let you know when things are happening and keep you posted. And then of course on our um, social media accounts, we like to uh, give you guys a heads up there. So. Anyway, we hope you guys have a great week, um, and we hope to see you soon at our programs. If you enjoyed this week's episode, leave us a review. Or you can shoot us an email at communitylife@liberty.edu. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Liberty Community Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.